I'm Ari Schwartz, along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. The Liberty took the cup versus the aces, and Rachel's back stateside, so we know we got a lot to discuss, so let's get it off the jump. our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com forward slash windsider that's patreon.com forward slash windsider less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we all do covering the w and don't forget our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com that's windsider.com and make sure you are joining us for the newest most fun way to enjoy WNBA games we're over on Playback. We have these fun watch parties. Use the link playback.tv forward slash Winsider. That's playback.tv forward slash Winsider. Welcome back to the Winsider show. Very excited, happy that we got Rachel back stateside to discuss all the happenings in the W. But most importantly, the biggest news in the WNBA today, uh, before we get back to the regular scheduled programming of the season, the Commissioner's Cup. Um, Rachel, reactions to the New York Liberty taking the Cup 82-63 in Vegas. I know it doesn't count yeah. towards any stats or anything like that, but like first loss in what, 15 home games for Vegas? Yeah, 15. I mean, Vegas has been undefeated at home. So, I mean, I thought that was a really gutsy win by New York. Um, I'm a little bit surprised. I mean, Las Vegas, that second half, I mean... I mean, how do you how do you pull down just four rebounds in the second half? You know, I mean, I I think that New York and what's most impressive about New York is it's not like Brandon Stewart played phenomenally. You know, it's not like uh, Sabrina Ionescu shot exceptionally well. Now, from three point line, she had some absolute daggers down the stretch. But Jonquil Jones, really, 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 I mean, the JJ that we were talking about a couple of months ago versus the JJ that we're talking about now is exactly what you want to see. I, I love that Jones came out, you know, with, with a vengeance. I mean, finished with 16 points, 15 rebounds, ended up being named MVP. And I think you have, you know, Maureen Johannes comes in and just absolutely was phenomenal off the bench for New York with 17 points, five of seven from the three-point line. I mean, to me, you know, Maureen and JJ were the difference makers in that game, you know, just across the board steadily. And, and I, I just felt like Las Vegas didn't have an answer for him. Um, I don't want to say I felt like Vegas ran out of gas, but like, I don't, I don't really know what that was that I watched the second half. You know what I'm saying? Like it was so so unusual for Vegas to kind of, I don't know, just, they didn't have that like fire in them that I'm, that I'm accustomed to seeing. And, And I mean, you look at the rebounding numbers, I can't remember the last time. I've seen Vegas get absolutely manhandled on the glass, forty-nine to twenty-eight. I mean, in my that's the difference in the game right there. Yeah, I mean, the last time I think of is is that Atlanta Dream game early in the season. No, completely. I mean, we we talk about what, like the first five minutes of the game, nobody scored. Vegas right. ends with eleven points in the first quarter, nine points in the third quarter. Like how? Just so many questions. So many things are like. Wow. I, did Vegas seem a little bit phoning it in? Yes. Does that change anything? No, because I think there's a message that has been sent. It's like, 
New York beat Vegas once. Okay, we got some doubters, whatever. But but New York is peaking at the right moment. You and I were texting about this during the game last night. Um, just an ideal situation for New York. Has Vegas kind of hit a wall, as it were? Um, what's your take on the state of Liberty Vegas rivalry matchup, marquee battle, whatever you want to call it? I mean, I think I love that New York is really, I mean, this is exactly what we had hoped, I think, and kind of anticipated that this team was going to take a little bit to hit their stride. I mean, you know, you're, you're going into the end of August basketball and this is exactly how you want to be playing. I mean, you know, and, and again, it's not like they're all playing phenomenally across the board, but, but there are so many weapons on this team and it's so good to see John Paul Jones coming along that way. You know, when Branna Stewart, you know, goes four of 16, you know, there's other pieces that can really step in. I really love the depth of New York right now across the board. Um, and I think that New York is, is continuing to play better night in and night out. I mean, you know, I, I felt like there was a big gap between Las Vegas and, and everybody else in the league. And now I don't feel that as much. I mean, you look at some of the margins of these games between these two teams, New York has beat Vegas twice. I mean, these have not been close games. And even, even when Vegas beat New York. So it's really interesting to analyze. I think for me, Las Vegas, I feel like they're, they're hitting a little bit of like a lull right now. I think it does hurt a little bit with Parker and, and not having Parker in the rotations and, they were, they're missing that depth, you know, that they were playing with a little bit earlier in the season, but I'm a little more concerned about like shot selection and like fluidity offensively with this team that like, I feel like particularly in this last matchup really like was not there, especially in the second half. It, it was weird to see they weren't able to get out and, and run and make decisions and make, make plays and just really weird. Like, I don't know what they were running. It, it felt really unusual to watch Vegas that second half. Um, and, and I don't, and, and I mean, yeah, credit to New York. They're, they're playing defense a little bit. They're making things disruptive, but it's more than that to me. It's like decision-making and intentionality by Las Vegas and, and how they're, they're getting their shots and, and, and the types of actions that they're running don't seem in sync to me right now. But back to your question. I mean, I, I don't, I don't feel like that gap is as big as it used to be. Um, but I, am I, if I'm a Vegas person, am I super concerned? Like, no, because I think this team could use this as like a swift kick in the you-know-what and, you know, have a chip in their shoulder. And, and the next time these two teams are competing for, you know, what we kind of are anticipating could be a championship. I mean, who knows? But, um, you know, the the edge that we know this Vegas team has, but what is it about this matchup with New York that sometimes like it just, it just, it's not clicking. Um, but again, I yeah. mean, New York is closing that gap is what I'm trying to say. New York's closing that gap, and I'll say this: like a week and a half ago, I thought there was a clo- it was closer between New York and Connecticut than it was New York and Vegas. That's no longer the case. Um, but completely, everything you said, the, the out of sync for me. That's what it was: a lot of stagnant, um, a lot of just there wasn't flow to their game, and that's something that I don't think we've even necessarily ever seen from Vegas from a whole game is for them to be so out of sync, out of sorts. And props to, to New York for, for putting the, the pedal to the gas and pressuring that, pressing that button and forcing a team to do that. I mean, that doesn't just happen when you're a team as good as uh, the Las Vegas Aces. What are your thoughts on it being on Prime? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> first off, 
I will never take for granted again some of the uh, announcers that we have become accustomed to listening to and just the energy that that they bring to the game. Um, like, I, I don't want to like bash too much, but man, I was having a really hard time watching that game last night from 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 that perspective as like a TV viewer. Um, the energy, it was lacking energy and I really had a hard time with it. Maybe it's because I'm jet lagged. I don't know. And I was like falling asleep during the game, but I, I was really missing <laughs> some energy that was brought to that brought brought to a game of that caliber. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, uh-huh. prime, I mean, I have it. So I'm not necessarily like, I know I can watch it. So I, I don't worry, I don't worry about it too much. But then on the other hand, you know, it does feel like a missed opportunity. You know, I mean, great for Amazon prime, you know, getting rights to that game. But, but at the same time, like we're really, if the league is trying to push this commissioner's cup, which in my opinion is still, is still missing the boat in some degree. Like I can't quite get into it. Maybe others are more into it than I am, but like I'm it watching this game, time. I guess, but like, okay, we're, we're playing for like 10 grand and like, it doesn't really matter in the standings. And so, I mean, I guess there is a different element to it that, you know, it's, it's fun to watch just the matchup in general, but I, I just, I'm, I'm not full on board, quite understanding the hype around it. But I think it's a great oh, opportunity Rachel, to watch a great game. It's the coolest, it's the coolest trophy in the league. Well, it is a cool trophy. I'll give them that. It is a cool trophy. It's, but okay, yeah, so I here, mean, here's it, my it, thing. No, it feels like a missed opportunity. Twenty million people, two hundred million people have Amazon Prime. So if ESPN who has been the worst partner to the league, doesn't want to pony up the money and give this a marquee headline showing on, you know, national television. How many, like, how many people tune in? You know, so look, if Amazon's going to pony up some money to the league, make that money. No, I understand. I I totally agree with you from that perspective. Like, we just assume, oh, everything, the pinnacle is ESPN, right? From from that perspective, I love the idea. But but you know what I'm saying? Like like in our minds, that's what we become so accustomed to. Like if something is a big matchup, it needs to be on ESPN. I I love the idea of another platform or or another you know streaming opportunity to watch a game coming into the mix and 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 you know being competitive for a game like this. I'm totally with you on that. I'm totally with you on that. And I love that there's someone that, that there's starting to be more competition, um, and other people want the rights to something like that. So no, I, I totally agree with you on that. So where do you think the Suns stand given the new power structure of this league, as it were? Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like there's two at the top and everybody else, <laughs> you know. Um, Connecticut's lost a couple in a row. I mean, New York is the hottest team in the league right now. They've won seven in a row, six in a row, if you actually count what applies to standings. And so, you know, and Vegas, I think they still deserve to be on that pinnacle because it's Las Vegas Aces. And, and we know, despite we've, we've, well, we've had a couple games where they haven't played well, we know how good this team is. And we know they're going to bring it come playoff time. So I think because of that just separation of New York, I really do. I feel like there's a bigger gap now between two and three. And Connecticut, I love Connecticut. I love watching this team. I think they're gritty. I think they're tough. I think that they can, they can win some games and cause some frustrations. I just don't see him on the same the same plane as Las Vegas and New York anymore. What about you? No, I'm with you on that. I mean, I, my thing is Connecticut and Dallas have fatal flaws. New York and Vegas can lose games 
and they have some flaws that teams can take advantage of. They don't have that, like, every game there's that question, right? Like, we know you can attack this angle on Vegas, you can attack this angle on New York, but you don't have that question of can they score? Can they produce enough points to win the game, even if their defense is playing amazing? You have that question with Connecticut. You have that question with Dallas. Basically every game. Yeah, I agree. And I I would even say, I mean, like with Las Vegas, where we stand right now, especially after the game the other night against New York for the Commissioner's Cup, I mean, I'm I'm starting to question the depth. You know, I didn't I didn't question that as much earlier in the season. We talked about it at nauseum last year, right? Like, and it was almost the perfect storm. This they had to stay healthy, everybody had to play well, and they went on and ended up winning a championship with very little depth. Now because of them missing Candace Parker and, you know, because of, you know, we looked at the bench points last night, that was a glaring difference. Um, you know, New York doesn't have anybody like a Johannes who's going to come in and, and give you 17 to 20, you know, on, on any given night and be a huge, you know, could be a starter and on another team in this league. Um, I, I'm really starting, you know, we talk, you're talking about weaknesses. So that's why I'm bringing this up. I really question Las Vegas depth right now. That That's a problem. You're not wrong. I mean, th- these are serious concerns. They had Alicia Clark. They look much deeper than they were last year. But at a certain point, like if a defense can just sag off of Kia Stokes and if Alicia Clark isn't hitting those three-pointers that she's known for hitting, it's a serious, serious issue. Um, hate to do this to you, Rachel. I'm still up three uh, <laughs> in Higham. We have Liberty at Aces. Yeah, I love the rematch. I like the back-to-back. I'll be really interested to see. And you know what? Poor New York having to go there and play two games back-to-back. Um, but, I mean, okay. A-, a rematch on Thursday with New York and Las Vegas. Um, I just don't – I think – I guess I'm going to go with Vegas. I don't see them losing two games in a row at home. I think they're going to – They. I think Becky Hammond got it in their ass a little bit after this one, and it's going to be a rude awakening. And I think there's going to – I mean, if this is the team I think they are, they should come out guns a-blazing and playing really pissed off. And I just don't see New York beating them back-to-back. I'm going Vegas. You? I have to agree with you. It's just hard to see them. (laughs) Not even just back-to-back, but like basically three in a row. Um, Right. Mystics at Fever. Oh, good Lord. Oh, man. How's my Fever doing? I'm going to go Mystics. You? I'm torn on this one, um, but I think the Mystics are going to – they have a fire lit under their ass, and they understand the playoffs are 10 or less games away. It's it's time to run. Um, but because you are losing, I'll go Fever. Oh, Wings okay. at Sun. I'll do that for you, Rachel. There we go. Wings at Sun. Wings okay. at Sun. This is a tough one. I mean, doesn't it feel like a coin flip? You know, like – Man, that's tough. I I think that man, this you is know hard. I'm going wings. You're going wings. <laughs> I'm going Connecticut. Just just to mix cool. it up. We we have we've got to get some parity in this. Um. Also, I next one. I'm I'm picking a select few for this for this pickums. Um, Sky at Dream is a fun one. Is it? <laughs> it is. I think it is because like. The they, they, the both, they, they've both lost. They've both lost three in a row. 
you know, both teams are really, really looking for a win here. I just don't see Chicago. I, just overall talent, I don't think Chicago is as good as Atlanta. So I'm going dream. I'm going to go. I agree with you, but I'll be nice. I'm going to go dream, uh, Chicago on this. No, because I think Chicago's just that team that, like, you don't know what you're going to get. Rand, they're a fun Very team. True. You shouldn't bet on them. You should not bet on them. No. But randomly, they're going to be really fun to watch and just have a crazy game. Um, and I'm okay with that. Okay with that too. Okay. Okay, cool. So then Rachel, um, just real quick, I know you've been out of the country. Uh, you've been seeing the next wave of basketball. Any, actually any player that stood out in your time, uh, at the, what was it? U 16 tournament in Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was over in, in Izmir, Turkey, watching the under 16s and it's been an unbelievable event. I mean, it's so fun for me to watch these players. I mean, this is kind of my, my starting ground. Um, for, you know, just seeing this next up and coming generation of players. I mean, a lot of these kids were 14, 15 years old playing so, so well. So, you know, you, you kind of can't help but wonder like how, how far can these kids go? And, and it, what, you know, do we, do we end up seeing anybody, you know, like from that, this event that I was just at making it to the league. I mean, I was really impressed with Slovenia. I think Slovenia has a couple really solid players that um, there's a young guard on there who's just 14 years old that was really poised and played a lot older than what she, she looked like. France is always a really fun team to watch with their just length and their athleticism and um, the way they, you know, just fly around the court and make plays. And uh, Spain is always a really steady and consistent team that is really skilled from the guard spot, but has, you know, some, some interior depth and some really young promising prospects. Um, Greece has a player that is, is, a nice little guard who's really solid. And, and I mean, I, I just, I could go down the list. I'm literally sitting here today before we recorded this show, just rewatching it and gathering my notes together. Um, anybody who knows me knows I've gone to this event for like the last 15 years. So it's been really fun to watch a lot of the players that, you know, we've even seen in the league. Um, I had a chance to watch them at this stage. So it's really fun to, to see everybody like at this age when, when they're still very much babies, but you can watch them and you can kind of project, man, this is going to be a really special player. I love it. Uh, so maybe you had like a realization when you were on this trip and you came to a final decision of Rachel, who's your goat? 